Hello, and welcome to the Basic Income Podcast. I'm Owen Poindexter, joined by Jim Pugh. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Owen. How about yourself? Doing well. So we have uh, we've already talked to people in a few different countries, and we added one more to our roster in this, this episode. That's right. Our guest this time comes from down under. Like many other countries around the world, Australia is starting to look towards a basic income as a possible solution. Uh, and so we had a chance this time to talk to Drew Pilatus, who's affiliated with the Science Party and Basic Income Australia, telling us a little bit about what's happening down there. See, I believe this was our first interview that crossed the international dateline. He was actually in another day when you talked to him. Without further ado, this is Jim Pugh's interview with Drew Pilatus on the Basic Income Podcast. All right. Well, Drew, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, thank you for having me. So to start with, can you just tell me about what it is you're working on in Australia related to basic income? Yeah, sure. So we're advocating on replacing our tax-free threshold, uh, which is currently $18,200, uh, with a universal uh basic income payment. Uh, so that will probably be set if we go by the Pirate Party's uh, current proposals at about uh, 14000 Australian dollars a year, which is around about uh, the level of uh, unemployment benefits in Australia. And we're hoping to do that by 2025. So I know that in Australia, there is actually some degree of precedent around providing unconditional money back as part of the stimulus package during the last financial crisis. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looked like? Yes, yeah, sure. So it was a $950 payment uh, to anyone who had submitted a tax return in the previous year. And uh, that had you know, a really good effect on the Australian economy. We actually avoided recession during that period. Um, that's not to say that there was no negative effect from the global financial crisis. Um, we were, we only grew at one to one and a half percent for that time period, for that two-year time period. But um, avoiding recession was, you know, a really good, really positive outcome there. Yeah, and is that, do you feel like that has shifted people's perspective since then? It's, are people more receptive to the idea of basic income because of that? Um, I think it has had uh, a fairly positive view. Like, it's still very, very unknown here. Um, the debate is only just starting. Um, our Green Party has proposed it since the 90s and They've steadily grown, but they're not at a. They've only got about ten people in parliament. So, as much as they're trying to push the debate, it hasn't really made a hell of a lot of traction uh, as of yet. But I think people generally look at that stimulus package um, in a positive light. They see that that's one of the reasons why we avoided recession. So. I think that's going to be a key component in our marketing uh, for a basic income in the future. And how have the politics around this worked down there? Is it something that's become really a partisan issue, or does it span multiple parties? Well, our Social Democratic Party, the Labour Party, uh, has slowly started to pick it up as a policy. So that would mean that 
almost all of the the support is on the left side of uh, Australian politics. We do have a Liberal Democrat party that wants to have a negative income tax as well as a flat tax, but they've only got one member of parliament currently. So it is a fairly partisan issue right now. We're not seeing much support from the, the right side of politics. And as far as starting to advocate for basic income, who's gotten involved? What type of people are actually engaging, not just supporting, but working to, to try to make it happen? Yeah, sure. So there's a group of nine political parties uh, in what's what we've called the Alliance for Progress. And uh, they've sort of come together to push for generally socially progressive um, ideas. So one of those ideas is the universal basic income. Um, so we're mainly seeing it from welfare, non-government organizations, and uh, small political parties right now. Um, but like I said before, the Labor Party is slowly catching on to the idea, uh, a little bit spurred on by uh, Jeremy Corbyn in the United Kingdom and uh, his movement with his Labor Party over there. And have you had any successes so far? Slowly, like we're we're at the point where unions are debating whether or not they're going to support the idea, and union membership, while not a huge proportion of the Australian working population, do have significant political influence. So, apart from that, we've had a lot of positive media coverage uh, from the ABC, which is our sort of state broadcaster, and from media organizations like Fairfax and The Guardian. So I think it's definitely ramped up in the last two years, but I would say we're quite a long way from actually adopting it or making it a real serious election issue. And what was it that got you involved in this space in the first place? Uh, What was your motivation for starting to advocate for basic income? I think that I first heard about basic income when the Swiss referendum was announced in 2014. And since then, I've just been reading up more on automation and um, the various policies that have been uh, proposed to eliminate poverty. So, you know, besides the basic income, the guaranteed job and Every single time I come across a policy that I think is going to solve the problems that we're, we're currently facing and we're going to face in the future, they all seem to fall quite short of uh, what basic income can provide in terms of supporting uh, the lower and middle classes who are now you know, increasingly working casualized or contract jobs or potentially not working at all if automation really, really hits its stride. So one of the concerns, particularly in the United States around basic income, has been that jobs are very important to a fulfilling life. And if we offer people the opportunity to receive some conditional income and we're no longer 
communicating that that a job is is necessary really that could have detrimental effects. Do you feel like that attitude exists in Australia as well? Yeah, certainly. But I think we have a more healthy relationship uh, with the idea of people working part-time. And the work ethic is strong here, and it's definitely um, seen as a negative to not be working at all. But it's the difference between somebody working part-time and full-time isn't really looked down upon, as I think it might be in the United States. So what would you say is next? I think we need to get some conservative support on the issue to really drive it home. The Conservative Party has just been re-elected, and it looks like they may be in power for another six years. So unless we can get the conservative side of politics to... Uh, to start looking at basic income seriously, I don't think that it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, so I think just reaching across the aisle and um, getting the conservative side of politics on board is the next major thing that basic income Australia has to has to do. And would you say there's of the things that are happening, either happening already or are planned internationally, are there ones that you feel like might have a particularly large impact on the rate at which basic income might progress in Australia? Yeah, I think Australians consider themselves to be very close to politically to Canadians. So any, any positive developments out of the Trudeau government will likely be looked at much more seriously than the Scandinavian experiment or any of the Give Directly experiments or even the Oakland experiment um, that Y Combinator are, are pushing. So I think, yeah, really Australia is watching Canada uh, right now. Well, Drew, thanks for taking the time to chat with us. This has been great. Thanks for having me on. That was Jim Pugh interviewing Drew Pilatus on the Basic Income Podcast. Jim, I had no idea that uh, Australia and Canada were kind of policy cousins on this front. Yeah, I didn't either. Hopefully we can see some good progress in Canada in the years ahead. Right, yeah, and you know, maybe a domino effect uh, across the ponds. This has been another episode of the Basic Income Podcast. Please subscribe and let us know what you thought by rating and reviewing on iTunes. Have a good one.